Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, what up, what up, what's going on? It's Frequency, producer extraordinaire. You're checking out the mixtape with my man Six Cents and Mick Boogie. Go for it. Yeah. It's your boy Six Cents. Let's go. Yeah, you know what it is. From the moment you come over the bridge, and I'ma show you some shit. Eight million roaming the strip, and I hope you ain't alone in the crib. Yeah, you better believe that. It's where you can seize for the check. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is New York HR, as our intro says. Nothing like New York. Um, this is likely the last show for the summer 2019. Really excited. Um, we pivoted the show. We're calling bullshit on a lot of things. And I feel like we're just getting in our strive, uh, our stride. I feel like I'm, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a kid of the nineties. So, uh, you know, I was born in the seventies, but you know, Michael Jordan, I feel like I'm getting into my flow right now, which is awesome. Um, but I'm excited as I always am on these shows to talk to folks that have contrarian viewpoints. The idea here, again, if you're a first time listener, um, we're calling BS on some of the, the common practices we see in HR and, and recruiting. And so today's guest is uh, Kevin. Yep. Uh, Kevin is the co-founder and COO of Blueboard. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? How are you? What's up, Anthony? Thanks for having me on the show. Super excited to be yeah, here. Yeah, of course. We got like West Coast, East Coast thing going on. Again, if you're you're a little bit younger than me, but we had this whole hip hop war thing going on when I was uh, when I was in high school. So no all oh, peace on. and I love know, today. I know all about it. I know all about awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a biggie guy, but uh, but that's for that's for another show. Um so Kevin um is is here to call bullshit with us on on recognition and rewards and 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 Kevin has a, a very interesting story and I, I want you to elaborate. But what we're talking about today is, you know, there's this this research that's happening and and in fact, you know, I work for a company called Suzy. We're in the consumer market, um, consumer research and consumer insights space. Uh, our CEO Matt Britton and founder talks a lot about this idea of experiences. He's a millennial expert. And uh, what we've seen on the consumer side of, of the, the millennial explosion, so to speak, um, is this idea of experiences. This, you know, we, they don't want to own anything. They want to experience things, and whether that's perpetuated through Instagram and other things. And, and like always, the enterprise, the HR space is kind of lagging behind the consumer space. Of course, that always happens. We've seen the, you know, the idea of consumerization of, of the enterprise software now and, and, you know, the idea that anything that you do on the consumer side that you experience digitally should happen when you're in the office. And we're starting to see it, seeing a trend of um, instead of getting a reward uh, whether it's your anniversary or birthday, instead of, you know, even on um, onboarding where you get this swag or you get a product, the the idea now is experiences. And so, Kevin, tell me a little bit. I know 
um, the way you found it, I want you to start off with how you founded Blueboard, and then I'd love to to have you talk about the experience and and what you're seeing as as a founder of Blueboard and this idea of experiences and rewards for employees. But tell tell me first how you you know how you came about the idea of of doing this company called Blueboard. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so um, me and a childhood friend of mine uh, started Blueboard, and we had really similar experiences in our first jobs in the corporate world, right? We were kind of these starry-eyed, really ambitious kind of young kids coming in. And, you know, for me, uh, in my story, uh, I started off as an accountant, a uh, professional bean counter, if you will, uh, at PricewaterhouseCoopers. <laughs> And so, By the way, yeah. just, to, just to pause you there, we have something in common because I also was an accountant when I first came on the scene, and I got fired because I was so bad oh. at it. So kudos to you. Um, <laughs> um, I, I was an official bean counter at least for a year of my life. That's the biggest biggest favor uh, probably uh, for your career. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe good to get out good to get out of the game early. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, you know, I was uh, I was on you know I was a an auditor. Right. And auditing, go, they go through a lot of uh, year end uh, closing of the books. Right. And they're very, uh, very time sensitive projects. You need to finish within a certain time because these companies have to file, uh, you know, their their annual reports. And so I was placed on a project uh, and in the beginning of it had a couple team members quit at my level. Right. And I'm kind of the low level. I'm the one getting all the work done and they weren't able to replace them. And so what happened was, you know, I kind of was like, hey, like, I'm going to step up to it. I told my partner, I told my manager, I'm going to get the work done. And would that, would that kind of, you know, I was a little naive at the time, but uh, what that kind of consisted of for the next two and a half months was about 90 to 100 hour weeks, um, wow. you know, working six to seven days a week, uh, you know, pretty much nonstop, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner all in the office. And uh, you know, I, I was, I was grinding. I was, uh, you know, I was getting the work done. I was doing incredibly well. Um, but you know, in that 90 to hundred hour weeks over two and a half months, my personal life and, and health, uh, were kind of falling apart. Right. And so, you know, at the end of the project, I gained almost 25 pounds, uh, 0% of that was muscle. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and my girlfriend at the time was, you know, pretty much breaking up with me right I was not spending any time with her and when I was with her you know I really wasn't present I was bitter I was grumpy right and so you know we often kind of have this you know notion of like so our lives um it's a balance right between work and kind of personal life and you know when when work kind of put kind of pushes we often sacrifice our personal life and so that kind of happened to me at the extreme and so at the end of it, right. um, obviously getting, getting the work done, I, I was, uh, you know, the top, top performer, you know, if you will. Uh, and my manager came up to me and said, hey, Kevin, you know, the partner and I, you know, it's incredible how much work you were able to get done. Uh, and we would not have been able to do this project without you. And she kind of like said thank you and, you know, put an Amex gift card on my desk and, and slid it over to me. And so I, I was hmm. like, I just kind of like looked at it, looked at it a little bit and was like, thanks. And it, it, it took a while to process, but I actually, it was a little bit of the straw that broke the camel's back after being just kind of burnt out. Um, but I actually was pissed, right? Um, you know, I took now, why? on. 
so why why were you why were you pissed? So here, yeah, yeah. you worked all these hours. You're sacrificing yourself, and what seemed to be you know a nice gesture. Hey, let's give you an Amex gift card for for your troubles. It had the reverse effect on you, which I mean, the, I would imagine the intent was I want to give something to Kevin because he gave so much to us. What what was it about the gift card that experience that that you didn't like? It just felt super transactional. Right. Like it was, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Um, and, you know, my mind was like, you know, once things become transactional, you compare them transactionally. Right. And so my mind was immediately like, well, I actually just took on two people's work. Right. And that was, you know, you know, for two and a half months, you know, it's probably like around 30 grand. Right. Kind of like in cost savings. So a couple hundred dollar gift card compared to the value I actually provided was like a complete, you know, Hmm. it was a complete mismatch, right? It was not commensurate with my kind of contributions at all. Right. And, you know, that's what the, you know, that's where my head was initially, right. Is like, well, if it's going to be transactional, then I should be rewarded transactionally with, with bigger, a bigger reward, a bigger bonus. Um, And then what I started to kind of realize and like once kind of the, that like, reactive kind of anger went down. I was, you know, I actually stepped back and I said, Hey, like, you know, my manager and my team actually have good intentions, kind of like you were alluding to, right. They wanted me to feel appreciated. They wanted me to feel valued, uh, but it completely missed the mark, right. It had the opposite effect. Right. And so how we kind of started thinking about what Blueboard is today is like, imagine if my manager had come up to me and, and said, Hey, Kevin, you know, I know you've been really frustrated with your health, right? I've been in the trenches with you, um, and I know you, you're unhealthy, right? And I know you love boxing. I actually got you a boxing membership to the gym around the corner, right? Go enjoy that, right? Or, hey, I know you and your girlfriend haven't spent much quality time together. You know, why don't you take her out to a nice dinner date? You know, maybe a cheese and wine pairing class on us, right? Now, that would have been, you know, both of those options would have been a couple hundred dollars, but they wouldn't have been transactional at all. They would have been really personal, right? They would have been thoughtful, right. right? And so my where my head went at was like, hey, if I had got it recognized in that way for the same exact cost to, to PwC, my reaction would have been completely different, right? I would have felt appreciated. I would have felt valued. Uh, I would have really respected my manager for taking the time to, to be thoughtful, right? Um, and so it was kind of just this aha moment of like, hey, companies are, you know, I kind of assume positive intent, right, with anybody. And companies are really well-intentioned, right? But they don't have the means, they don't have the resources, they don't have the headspace to be thoughtful when it comes to recognition, right? And so that was when we were like, hey, I didn't like being a professional bean counter anyway, so it was easy to quit that job, <laughs> right? But, you know, we kind of transitioned from, from this professional experience to like, well, let's try and solve this problem, right? How do we give companies a way, a system, a platform to be thoughtful at scale, right? To be personal at scale, right? And so what Blueboard is today is, is we help companies reward and recognize their employees uh, with meaningful experiences, right? And so whether that is that, that cheese and wine pairing class with your significant other, whether that's, you know, taking time for yourself to get back in shape at the boxing gym, or maybe to go on a bucket list, you know, uh, travel experience, you know, to go hike Machu Picchu, right? We're all about helping companies create memories and moments uh, for their people for great work. 
So isn't it easier? I appreciate you going through that, but isn't it easier for me and, and why it's been so pervasive for gift cards or whatever the gifts are swag? Isn't it, it's just easier, right? Like I'm, I'm a manager. Um, I don't necessarily have to know that you're not um, hanging out with your girlfriend or your health is diminished or it's just like here it's you know like you said transactional it's so much easier because now you're introducing this idea of experiences and now I have to really understand like I can't just gift an experience and I know in, we'll talk a little bit on your platform where maybe you can do um, more of a gift and then they can pick their own experience but um, I, obviously, the the essential, or at least the the spirit of what you're you're building, Blue Board, is that managers actually get to know their employees a little bit better. So, how are you when, when you're you're going into a company and that that you know whether it's a Susie or a larger company, and you're introducing Blue Board, what what has been the reaction of people? Are they yes, this sounds like a great idea? Has it been like, hey, you know what, uh, it's so much easier than to do a gift card? No, thank you. No, no, I think I, I think you bring up a really great point, right? And so what we've actually found that best best in class managers are already doing this, right? Because they know their their team, they know their employees, right? Um, you know, we found that around one and a half percent of managers do something similar to this, right? And it's super it's super impactful, right, to the employee, right? And so what we're trying to do is kind of scale that out to the rest of the organization. That being said, right, let's say you're working a uh, you are managing a remote distributed team, right? You may not know them personally, right? And but we still want to give a we still want to give a company and a manager the avenue to give an experience, right? Um, and so you know we hear a lot of things of like, hey, like you have this menu of we have, we kind of offer a menu where people can choose, right? And ultimately, right, managers can uh, recommend something, or they can just say, hey, like you know you know I want to give you some quality time. Uh, you know, to do something that you love or that you've always wanted to try, right? And even something as simple as as that, as the message, goes a long way. Um, it's a, and, it's amazing to me. Like I want to I want to go back. So you said 1.5 of the managers are already doing that. Like 1.5 percent. It's a small yeah. amount. Totally. Um, and have you have you been able to now that you're because I, I imagine, and, and listen, I've dealt with this in, in, in my career, like, you know, managers come to me and say, what, what can we do? And, you know, typically it's been like, all right, let's do a gift card or let's do something else. Like, cause it's, it's a lot easier, but now we're getting into more personalized type of like, what do they like? Are they a Yankees fan or is it, you know, do they like wine or whatever it is? Um, why, why do you, th do you feel like you've made a move? to allow the managers to do this more often? Because 1.5% is a low, that's, that's a low percentage of people that are already thinking like this. Or are you seeing barriers to, you know, to entry because managers aren't thinking of these things? Yeah, no, it, it's a great question, right? And, you know, I think part of what, what we've, like, we have customers, you know, for example, GoPro, right? Um, every single manager uh, at GoPro uh, is able to send a Blueboard experience uh, to, to an employee uh, for great work, right? Um, and, you know, one of the feedback that we've gotten, we have a lot of other companies uh, kind of set up similarly, is that recognition is a, it's a managerial habit, right? And, you know, some people are more kind of personally, like, disposed to give recognition and give thanks, right? But what we've heard is that, like, hey, like, 
this kind of idea of recognition being a habit needs to be top of mind, right? And so when people are giving, you know, swag, uh, gift cards, we, we frankly heard like, hey, like, it's, it's lame, right? It doesn't, it doesn't get me excited to actually give, right? And so what, what ends up happening is because they're not excited about it, it's not top, top of mind, that recognition moment isn't happening, right? And so we actually see what's interesting in our data is that like, when we roll out company-wide programs, there's an increase in the frequency uh, of actually giving recognition because it's top of mind. So let me, let me head. So you're hearing, and it's a billion dollars. Swag is a billion dollar industry, right? Like we, yeah. you go into every company, it's like, it's swag people throw up. And in fact, we, we, we met with a, an investor um, <laughs> years ago and, and, and basically their propensity to invest in the company depended on how much swag, not, and, and in the inverse way. So if they get, get, gave less swag, they were more inclined to invest in that company. <laughs> but, swag, but swag is all over the place. Um, but yet, you know, it's, it, it's a billion-dollar business and yet lame. Like you're, you're saying that the experience yeah. or what people want, they don't, they don't want swag. Is that, is that what you're saying? That, is that what your data is, is showing? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's actually, it's, it's much more than a billion, right? Um, in 2016, uh, the U.S. US spend on non-cash employee rewards was $50 billion. Wow. $50 billion, right? And a majority of that is going to gift cards and swag, right? $50 billion, right? And what's interesting, what's interesting is that, you know, uh, Burson, uh, the consultancy, Burson by Deloitte, actually found that 87% of recognition programs have zero impact on organizational performance. So engagement, productivity, retention, right? And our belief is that it's because no one cares about these things. Like you get a plaque, it kind of sits on your desk, collects dust. Um, you know, we were talking to, uh, to Salesforce and they do these kind of tchotchke like wave um, tchotchke wave swag kind of like this like this plaque um that looks like a wave and they actually have people just leave it kind of uh like at the kitchen and they're, uh they're at their new office there's literally like over a hundred uh that are just kind of sitting and have like kind of accumulated uh in one of the kitchens huh it's, it's so, crazy, right? And, it, it, and so, it's yeah, insane. Like, like this is this is what we're calling bullshit on, right? Like this is like totally. again, here we are, and and, and it, it it fascinates me every time I have conversations with folks because we're on this show, we're going here's a, a status quo practice, and we're going to call bullshit on it, and here's here's the new idea. In this case, that's that's the structure of the show. In this case, we're saying a fifty billion dollar industry where. You know, Burson, who I'm very familiar with, um, is saying that uh, 87% of the recognition programs have zero impact on productivity, and yet here we are doing it still. Like th- tomorrow or Monday, there's swag that's going to be handed out. Um, so how are you guys like when you're? To me, it sounds like an easy sell, right? Like, and and of course I'm I'm I'm, I'm setting you up on this, but yeah. I know it's not an easy sell. So what? <laughs> like, why would someone? You come to me and say. $50 billion, you're spending a lot of money, there's no productivity increase, here's the proof, come to Blue Board, join us. What, what are the objections? What are people saying that's, that are like, you know what, no, I don't, I don't, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, 
I mean, one is just that, right? It's inertia. Um, you know, when I when I when I think of kind of the HR teams we talk to, right? Uh, they're very project driven teams, right? Hey, like we're going to be implementing a workday for the next several months. We're implementing a new ATS. We're doing an employer uh, branding, uh, you know, project that's going to be taking up a lot of bandwidth, right? And so what we see a lot is like, hey, they don't see recognition being very important, right? And so a lot of times people, I haven't actually talked to one person where they were like, you know what, blue boards, it's a bad idea. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Right. It's everyone, everyone pretty much understands the value of an experience. Right. Um, every, you know, we kind of say experience is universal preferences are different. Um, but it's the inertia, right. You know, we get deprioritized and we, you know, they might be re- interested, but they might come back in a year. Right. And so it's kind of the inertia of the team to actually make this a priority. And the second thing actually more of a, an actual objection is like, you know what, I like the idea. Let me ask my people what they want, right? And this is kind of a this is like kind of the paradox of 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 asking whether it's whether it's your customer what they want or, or an employee, right? I kind of think of uh, people teams in HR. Their customer uh, is the employee, right? And so right. if you were, if, if I were to kind of lay out some options, right, call it a thousand dollars of kind of equivalent value of would you want a thousand dollars of cash, a thousand dollars of a gift card? A thousand dollars to to you know go to an electronic, or a thousand dollars in an experience. What, what what would you say? What, what, what would you say you wanted? Me, I would I would probably err with everyone else and say cash. <laughs> exactly right, and because cash is the most fungible, right? It's it's kind of the lowest common denominator. Oh, I could use cash to buy a new TV. I could use the cash to uh, to purchase an experience, right? But it, but that that never happens, right? It goes into our bank account. It gets lumped up into our, you know, you know our 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 uh, our payroll, right? And we don't see it, right? And so you know what we kind of say is that like cash is quiet, and also cash has a has a really kind of diminishing marginal utility, right? And so one of the things we do is we we also power employee referral programs, right? And in in tech companies. Uh, kind of given the the war for talent, right? You can find you know a position for like a engineering manager or a director of engineering. You know the referral bonus on that could be five, ten, even twenty thousand dollars, right? And depending how much they need it, they'll be like, you know, we have a we have a director of engineering. Uh, you know the the reward has been ten grand, right? We're gonna bump that to twenty grand. Sure, zero impact, right? Um, because Cash is, you know, people already get paid, you know, a lot of money and stuff. And so kind of what we go is like, how do you create excitement around the program? How do you create marketability? How do you make it visceral, right? You want to make it, you want to, you want to kind of get some emotions out of people, right? And so how we kind of come in and market is like, hey, if you refer a, a, you know, this director of engineering, right, you're going to be able to go on a bucket list trip, uh, you know, we're sending somebody to Everest Base Camp uh, next week for for a referral, right? Um, cool. And so and so that when you see like a go to Everest Base Camp, maybe like you know, or an equivalent experience, that's gonna get that's gonna get people thinking, right? That's gonna be like, oh, like who do I, I want to go there? Who do I know that could fit this role, right? Um, it's it's a way to kind of differentiate uh, and stand out, right? And so. 
that was kind of a long-winded answer, but you know, there's <laughs> the problem, the problem with, and the paradox with asking your employees what they want is that uh, you're actually not going to get the organizational uh, result you're looking for with cash. Well, it's interesting because when, when you and I spoke, which spawned the idea for the spot, the, this podcast, um, so I went on to Susie and we, we went out to the consumer market, which I, I tend to do from an HR perspective, and we're able to target demographics. So we're able to say, okay, give me full-time, part-time employees, and let's ask them a question. And I did. I asked them if you were you know, gift card or experience, and there was a majority of folks that, that said gift card. Um, so it's interesting okay. that you say that because and, – and it could be – uh, what you're talking about again, like we're, our whole theory is, you know, we're going to ask questions and they're going to guide us. But um, it's also what people are familiar with, right? Like it's also totally. what what they think about and, and and what they're familiar with. And and so, you know, when you introduce a blue board, I guess you know my question, um, I, and this is more of a fun question than more of a strategy question, is like, what are some of the top experiences um, that people are 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 given away? Like, what are some of the yeah. cool things? That, uh, that that you see on Blueboard? Because I would imagine in your system, you can say, oh, these are the top 10 experiences that people are, are choosing or rewarding. What, what do those look like? What are some of those experiences yeah. look like? Can, can I, uh, can I, can I uh, first kind of give a comment to the uh, the survey? Because we've, we've actually run that survey. And and so we've, we've run, you know, A-B tests on this. Um, and so when we said gift card versus experience, um, gift card was, you know, overwhelmingly kind of the choice, you know, something that was like 90 to 10% or something like that. But then we actually expanded um, the survey because we're like, you know what, like, what do people think an experience is? And, and so what we did was we got more specific with it. And so we did, Hey, would you want a gift card to your favorite retailer or store? Right. Would you want to have two tickets to watch your favorite sports team play? Would you want to, you have two tickets to see your favorite band perform, right? Would you want a couple's massage with your significant other, right? Would you want to go skydiving, right? And so we actually expanded and like made it very specific on certain types of experiences. And what we found is once we did that, is that collectively, you know, it was almost a flip, is that people chose, you know, a, a particular experience. I think it was like 85 to 15%. Um, uh, and, ex- and experience over a gift card, right? And so, and kind so of our thought and our learning you, around that was good. Oh, oh, and our thought and our learning around that is that the idea of an experience is is understood, but it's too vague to to visualize in terms of making a decision, right? And so you need to kind of paint a picture of what type of experience, right? Um, Got it for for the user and put that up against the gift card, and then when exactly. you, once you did that then it, they scored more around the experience than anything else. Cause then, but that, you know, it's funny cause when we ran it, I was like, you know, I, my belief and, and, you know, we're, we're taught to assume nothing here at Susie cause we have the ability to go out and ask people um, was that because of the movement, the millennials, what we see in the consumer side, that that was something effectively happening on the, on the enterprise side or the workforce side. Um, so it was interesting to see that data back, but now that you've sort of expanded out, it's interesting. We'll probably go back. And maybe what you and I could do is uh, offline. Let's let's resend uh, a similar survey and see what it says because I'm interested to to see what what consumers are thinking. But talk about some of those those top level, you know, the most gifted uh, experiences that you're seeing on Blueboard. Yeah, yeah, no. And so, 
Choice is, is super interesting because we have, you know, we have companies um, in all different industries, right? We work, you know, our, our two biggest kind of customer industries are, are tech and biotech and pharmaceutical. But we also have companies like Chick-fil-A, Otis Elevators, right, um, using us. And so the, what we kind of see is that the company and the culture really dictate the, the popularity and the experience. Right. And so for a lot of tech companies, well, what's interesting, you know, one of our first kind of learnings was we had a company, one of actually our first uh, customers, Bungle, went from 30 to 300 in 18 months. Right. Hmm. And when they got their experience, around like 80% were uh, around what we call our category of relax and indulge. Right. And so they were just so overworked and burnt out huh. that they, they wanted a couple of massages. They wanted a personal massage. They wanted a, a pampering just to kind of relax, right? Kind of get some time to themselves. Um, you know, another company, Eventbrite, very much kind of, you know, young demographic. Everyone was on an adventure, day trips, huh. right? And so they were going, uh, we were setting up trips to, uh, to Big Sur, to, to Yosemite, um, you, know, hiking at, you know, hiking up in Lake Tahoe. And it was, just, it was crazy to kind of see that. And, and so we actually see that uh, the culture and the demographics uh, of the company dictate kind of the preferences of the employees. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, for us, um, you know, some of the big ones, uh, you know, we're, we do a lot of music experiences. And so, you know, you know sending people to, to things like uh, So Far Sounds, um, to kind of their favorite, to watch the kind of favorite uh, band play. Um, we set up a lot of experiences like that. Um, and then we also do a lot of sporting events. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, we do a lot of that. Um, yeah, those are kind of the preferences. But really, really, you know, it goes all over. Um, you know, recently we just hit a big milestone of ours. Uh, we had about, we, had, we just hit uh, 20,000 people have gone on a Blue Board experience, which is pretty cool. Wow. Very cool. And so any, any, so you're getting all this data coming in, in terms of experiences. And I know you, you talked a little bit about culture and, and company situation, any other, cause I would imagine part of the interesting thing that you're looking at is not only when, where people are, are, are either rewarding folks um, or what experiences they're choosing, any other like pieces of data that you've been able to, to pull out of, of, of your, your company, your platform where you were like, Hmm, like maybe it, you know, it kind of questioned some of the thoughts that you had around people behavior or just any piece of information that where you were like, Oh, that's really an interesting data that I didn't know yesterday. Yeah. 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 Um, I could actually, yeah, I could talk about this. this was an early learning. And so actually, you know, originally we were structured as a point space program. Right. And so these are pretty kind of common. Uh, you know, in today's day and age, right? And so people were able to reward and recognize each other, give points, and then you could use that, those points to, quote-unquote, purchase an experience, right, on board, right? So we rolled this out, and uh, we wanted to do just a, a little, like, user research on how they felt, right, uh, when, they, when they were redeeming for an experience. And what we found was actually super interesting is that they actually, the mindset of the employees using points, they felt they were, they, were, they were spending their own money, right? Because they had earned it, right? 
they felt they like they were spending their own money and many of them weren't thinking about what actually got them the points right what did they what type of behaviors and values kind of did they uh, exhibit right to, to get recognized right they were really treating it like cash like hey like huh. I'm, I'm using my point balance i'm going to use it and i'm going to buy something right and what we kind of thought was like wow that's like actually that is well, that's not, that is not good uh, for a recognition program for a culture, right? You want, you know, when I think of best in class programs and when I think the purpose of recognition, one of the purposes of recognition is, hey, you want to have a direct connection between the effort and achievement and the recognition and reward, right? And so when they get recognized and when they go on this experience, right, you want them to associate like, hey, I was able to do this really because, you know, I worked my butt off on this new product rollout. Right. right. Or, hey, like I really helped on bring this, you know, this awesome uh, engineer. None of that was happening with points. Right. And so what we did was we had a we had an interesting we, you know, we uh, we completely uh, threw out that product. And so every time somebody gets recognized in Blue Bull, there's an associated experience. Right. You don't build up. You don't accumulate uh, to an experience every time somebody gets recognized you're able to have access a menu and you're able to choose something, right? Because we, we really care about making sure that there's a clear tie and a clear connection between what they did and what they're going to do. You know, effort achievement That's and then recognition reward. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they would accumulate all these points and then, you know, I would imagine that they were hesitating even cashing them in because if they saw them as real dollars or, or things of that nature. So there was a, a misconnection there. And so instead of that, you remove the point system and said, okay, you're, you can just reward the actual experience versus the points to get to the experience. Yeah, they, they were, what? there was no okay. goodwill. There was no goodwill uh, thought of to the company, right, um, of like providing this opportunity to do an experience because they were thinking of it as their own money, which I thought was actually pretty fascinating. So you 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 had your twenty twenty thousandth experience recently. What's what's on the agenda? So you, you you go in as a platform. You're giving managers the ability to reward experiences, kind of counter to what you experienced at at PwC. What's what's on the agenda for the next six to twelve months? Where where do you see the platform going? What are you what are you working on? Yeah yeah no. So our focus in the beginning was to create like a broad place broad-based platform, right, and see how our customers use it, right? And so we get used for uh, anniversary rewards, sales incentives, spot recognition, um, employee referrals, right? And so, you know, our vision is like, okay, well, how do we make it really easy for our customers to run these programs, right? So, you know, we're, we're beginning to productize these use cases. And so we're actually coming out with a, a tenure engine to help automate uh, and manage kind of that scale anniversary rewards and that's coming out, you know, this month or, uh, you know, in September. Um, another thing we're actually uh, doing is we're actually taking a completely different approach to President's Club, right? And so you think of President's Club as this, hey, top salespeople, they get to go to Hawaii for a week, you know, they're hanging out, there's some experiences there, right? They're staying at a nice hotel. And, you know, what we've heard um, that the problem with pre uh, President's Club uh, as it, is structured today is that one, you know, it's, it's kind of a set time uh, where everyone has to go. And, and the second is like a lot of people 
don't actually necessarily want to they, like they they want to go because of the, the status and the prestige, but they actually kind of see that more valuable than uh, the destination and the experience itself of going to Hawaii because they've been to Hawaii you know x amount of times and they also interestingly enough you know they they're spending more time with uh, with their coworkers who they already spend a lot of time with right and so it's kind of right. like this forced this kind of forced group outing is what we've heard. Right. And so we've actually had a number of customers come to us and be like, Hey, like we actually want to make president, like president's club is not going to lose, is not going to lose its status. Right. If you're in president's club, that means a lot, you know, you are a high performer on the sales side, uh, but they want to make it more personal to that salesperson is like, Hey, you know, there could be a, you know, a young millennial, right. Who wants to, you know, cross off, you know, to the wall or go into Machu Picchu. Right. Uh, right. from their bucket list with his friends club. But then we also might have, you know, somebody with a family, right. Who wants to kind of just unplug, you know, and go to Santa Barbara, you know, for a week, right. Completely different preferences. And so you sure. know, our customers are saying like, Hey, we want to make president's club personal to that, to the people. Right. And so there's actually value um, and a lot of goodwill being created with the actual experience they're going on, not just the status that it kind of conveys. And so Interesting. we're doing I mean, that service. I, I love that idea. I think it's, you know, I love the whole concept because um, I felt like part of the, the, the movement in HR needs to be a more uh, customized experience for the employee. So typically and traditionally in HR, we said, okay, you all get the same benefits and you all get the same recognition because we were afraid of doing things a little bit differently. But I think what the movement and what we've seen on the consumer side specifically is this idea of personal experiences for your customers, um, whether that's reaching out to customer service or having, you know, in, in retail experience and everyone's moving towards that. And I feel like that is the wave of the future in, in human resources, giving everyone, like you said, the, the person that doesn't have kids may want to do something different than the person that does have kids. Um, and so making those very personalized, I think that's a, a really smart move. And I love the idea of automating the anniversary. So integrating, I would imagine, with HR systems. And then it's sort of like, hey, you're you're here for a year. Let's 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 reward you or three years or five years, whatever that is. I think those are really smart um, smart ideas to to go into the future. So uh, any last thoughts? Kevin, before we we uh, we end the podcast on where you see this whole space going, any any sort of advice for someone that maybe has listened and said, you know what, I want to bring this into my organization. How do they start, you know, the the process, and and of course, how do they get in contact with you? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I, I think you know one thing that I, I kind of wanted would love to end is you know the when we think of just you know recognition, right? It's really about saying thank you. Um, and when you attach, you know, thank you is really, I thank you is really kind of rooted in a relationship, right? It's very relationship based, right? And when you, whenever you add something transactional to something that's very relationship based, right? Cash, gift cards, it really diminishes the impact of the interaction, right? And so, you know, I'd say when you're thinking about revamping or implementing a new recognition program, how do you keep it relationship-based, right? That's how I would kind of question and kind of use that as kind of like a North Star of like, does this feel like a relationship, right? Does this feel like a relationship, right? You want to be, recognition should be building and, you know, strengthening the relationship between a manager and employee, between an organization and an employee, 
website. Um, and so, yeah, I think that'd be kind of like a good question to kind of have in the back of your mind when you're thinking of it. And then in terms of getting in touch with, with, uh, with Blueboard, um, you know, you can visit our site, blueboard.com, and then, you know, email me personally, Kevin uh, at blueboard.com. Yeah. Awesome. Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to call bullshit on recognition and rewards. I, I love what you're doing at Blueboard. I think it's a really powerful movement. And please reach out to Kevin and his company and, and see what they're all about. And uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're West Coast. So it's probably, uh, you know, you're late morning. And so th- thanks for taking the time. I'm sure you're super busy. Anthony, hey, thank you for having me. And I appreciate the time as well. Of course. Good luck, Kevin. Great having you. All right, everyone. We're on summer break until September. Uh, our next show um, is going to be really exciting. And, and to look for our next podcast, this one should be available very soon. Thanks again, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.